0: Welcome back. When you guys listen to my stories, I'm pretty sure some of you are with mixed emotions. Some of you are probably like, well, this really speaks high into the truth of things. And some of you are probably like, but why are you sharing now? You left like you gave up and you know, valid, valid both ways. I get it. I did give up. But I did not give up on my passion, I did not give up on my dream, I did not give up on my career, I did not give up on teaching, I did not give up on education, I did not give up on young minds, I did not give up on free education, I did not give up on academic achievements or academic goals or values or any of those things. What I gave up was the toxic environments, communities, and... politics of education. That is what I gave up on. I I just couldn't do it anymore. Teaching, guys, teaching, I thought was so colorful, so admirable, so... There was just no other job I could see myself doing. I loved it. I'm the oldest out of three kids. I played school. I played library. I always set up stuffed animals and taught them. I... Made my brother and my sister sit down and do lessons. I loved teaching. I love it. I love working with young minds. I love working with kids. I I love the whole entire thing. But here is where it gets messy, and this is what I don't like. As I started going to higher education and developing myself and getting that professional development, and getting myself into classrooms as assistant teachers, substitutes, um, as aides, paraprofessional. As I started doing all these things and getting into classrooms, I started to see more and more and more of the politics of it all. And I started to see how schools are not separate from state issues or any of these other things anymore. They are very much ran like a corporate thing office basically. You have these districts or these high-powered people that are like CEOs and then you have, you know, your managers, your supervisors, which are like your team leads and your principals and assistant principals and curriculum specialists and you have like all these people that are like just micromanaging everything that you're doing in the classroom so it's not good enough that you went and you buckled down and you went and took all these courses and made yourself in debt especially me I I have a master's in elementary education and I haven't even finished paying off my bachelor's yet um so it's just like that wasn't even good enough (laughs) For me to just be in charge of my classroom, I have to have all these other people ahead of me micromanaging me every single step of the way. And what it is is that what really got me and really grind my gears is that I would be like the stepping stone to them. I would be, something goes wrong in the classroom, something goes wrong in the school, something goes wrong on the bus, something goes wrong in PE, something goes wrong over here, something goes wrong on a field trip, something, everything came down to me. It was what, it, what did I do, what did I not do, what did I not see, what am I not looking at, what am I not listening to, but at the end of the day, parents, you weren't really mad at me, nor were you mad at my co-teachers. You are mad at the politics of education. You're mad at admin. You're mad at the district. You're mad at everybody else, but you can only get to me. So you take it out on me. All your little petty grievances, you take it out on me and other teachers. And that's not okay. When you go into Fries and you want to get a return done and you are yelling and cussing at that cashier because they're not opening the cash register fast enough for you, you know damn well that they don't have the consent or the proper formats to even get in that cash register and give you your money back, you know that they're going to tell you, would you like to speak to a manager? You know that there's somebody higher than them that has the right authority. Um, But you treat teachers the same way. You go into the school demanding a fight to argue, to vent, to whatever. And... That has to stop. That has to stop. We are all here for the kids. It's like um, it's like a bad breakup or a bad re- toxic relationship where and there's kids involved and the parents just can't see eye to eye. Well, that's exactly what this is. It's a, it's a relationship with kids involved and the authoritative figures can't see eye to eye. Um, and that's got to stop that's why teachers are leaving and and don't get me started on big turning events that we had in 2020 2021 um those type of events those right there really broke a lot of um franchises community it broke a lot of businesses, it broke school, it broke education, because where you thought people were supposed to have each other's back, and people were supposed to work together, and it was supposed to be team-based, and we're all in a partnership, that partnership sure and hell sunk during those times. Um, You had one admin, one district saying this, another admin, another district saying that, And then politics getting involved and saying, well, we're not going to fund this if you guys don't follow these rules and these guidelines. So then admin taking it upon themselves to make the decisions to go where the money's at. And it was just, it was a mess. It was a mess. So I, for one, I can't speak for everybody else, but I, for one, can sure, sure as hell tell you, this teacher did not leave because I could not take the heat in the kitchen. I did not leave because I couldn't do my job properly. I did not leave because I don't love kids. I didn't leave because I don't have the passion to teach and I and it's not because I don't want to teach. It's not because I don't like teaching. It's not because I didn't like having my own classroom. It's because I was working in a place where I thought I had worked my tail off to get the proper professional development that I needed to do my job without so many people micromanaging me or so many people putting in their input and that what I was there to do, I was going to be able to do and get it done. And when I got there and found out that that is not what teaching was, that, oh, I can't spend hours on hours and making a village and having my children participate and setting up little stands and having people come and look at our economics lesson and do all these fun activities that I did as a younger student, I remember... My fifth grade teacher put on a whole restaurant for us. She taught us how to budget money, how to count money, how to be a hostess, how to be a waitress. And then we actually got to set up reservations. Our parents came and had lunch in our classrooms and we made them turkey sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And we had a whole restaurant in our classroom and it was like the funnest activity that I got to do. But as a teacher... I couldn't. I didn't have time for those things. My testing scores were low. My my students didn't listen. um, My students couldn't walk in a line. Just all these other things that I needed to focus on, and most of it was behavioral and emotional and and mental habits that I didn't go to school for I went to school for academics for math for science for social studies for reading for writing and I had to teach these kids mannerisms and how to sit in a chair and how to keep hands and feet to themselves and how to use words and all these other I had to be a therapist and a behavioral coach and all the things I was not trained for Never was trained for. I might, I might have taken a class that was worth maybe three hours credit, and I had to go and observe in a classroom and see how other teachers put that into their daily activities, but those were not my jobs. And when I filled out the contract, those were not in my contract. It was not saying that I had to be a behavior specialist. It didn't say that I had to diagnose. In fact, it says you don't diagnose. I'm not allowed to diagnose. I'm not allowed to prescribe. I'm not allowed to, because I'm, I'm not a doctor. I am a teacher. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a social worker. I don't know how to do those things. And even if I did, I, I'm probably not doing it properly because I don't I'm not certified in that field but yet those were the things that I was doing in the classroom on top of teaching strategies to test um, trying to make up high test scores and for what so that way our schools can meet the standards and become an A school a B school and you weren't praised or acknowledged or anything unless your students advanced What, what is that? That doesn't give me credit for anything that I did. In fact, I even started with my bachelor's and then I thought like, you know, maybe it's been a couple of years. Maybe I should go and reteach myself. Maybe I should go and redevelop myself. They said that I should be seeking out PDs outside. So why don't I just go back to school and get my master's? Maybe things change since I've been in the classroom for so many years. So I went back that's how passionate I was about it. I went back well teaching and well now having two young ones and got my master's. And while working two different jobs most of the time. So it wasn't that I'm not passionate. It's not that I didn't like it. It's not that I don't like working with children. It's not that I it's not that I lost that, it's just I, I I, can't. There's too much politics, too many people in one kitchen, too many people having a say and I did all my development. <clears throat> I did what I had to do for me to go and do my job and be trusted to do my job. And it was so bad in the classrooms because because of the toxic community and the toxic situation on the campuses that I even tried to switch. I went from a public school to a charter school. I've gone from a general education classroom to a SPED classroom to an intervention classroom. I've done substituting, assisting, been a para, I've done all these different things to see where I can fit in and just to, but I, I just, I can't. And so that's where I got the idea that whatever I'm doing from here on out, I still want to help out with education. I want to help out with comrades, with code teaching with mentoring, with helping students, with helping teachers, with helping parents, but I, I can't make that difference or do that difference in the general education classroom. And so I just, I don't see myself going back to the general education classroom, which brings me to my next point. A lot of these people that they are putting in the classrooms just to fill these gaps that they've that they've created, they're not certified. They are not fully licensed. They are not, I, when I got into teaching, I was able to get into the classroom under a substitute license. I didn't even have a general education classroom certificate. I I was just under a sub cert. And, cause I couldn't pass the testing. Once I passed the paraprofessional part of the testing, I was it, that's when I was able to get certified because what had happened was first you had to pass math and para and reading I believe it was and you had to get like a 225 on that before you can on all of them before you can get your certificate um but then there was a, a another little shortage at one point and so what the state did was said if you could pass your para part with the 225 or higher, then you can get your certificate. So that's what I did. I went and I passed that portion and I got it. And so that's how I switched from sub to the general education classroom. Well, um, now these now sometimes teachers get hired with just taking college courses and teachers only have to have a bachelor's degree. Doesn't have to be bachelor's education. Doesn't have to be bachelor's working with children. It Doesn't have to be a bachelor's anything to do with student work. It could be a bachelor's in anything as long as you have a bachelor's, and that's what a lot of my old coworkers had—just a bachelor's. And so, if I, somebody who's been trained, who somebody who's gone from an infant classroom out of daycare all the way through 8th grade in a SPED department classroom, if I couldn't even take all the politics and all of the negativity and all of the back and forth and all the pettiness and all of the corruptness in education, what makes you think somebody with less, less training, less willpower is going to do a better job? not only that but i would never go back because some of them are going in with signing bonuses and some of them are going in and making 50,000 when i first when my first year's teacher salary was 30 something thousand and not only that but i've already advanced up how many years since that? I've had so much years of experience. I've worked with so many different years and I have a master's and I'm barely getting to 47,000. When you're going to tell me that some of these other teachers, you are hiring right out and you're giving them 50 to 60,000 just because you have to fill the gaps and you have an urge to get somebody in these classrooms. That's not okay. That's, that's like disrespecting people like me who, who have the passion, the drive, and have put all the effort into building themselves and making a name for themselves in this field and making them present themselves all pretty and clean before you give them something. But then just giving somebody out of nowhere, left field, just to fill like spot, that's not okay. That that makes me feel even worth, that makes me feel even more worthless than I did seeing some of these test scores and seeing other things. So it's just like, you're just, you're a bad health problem for teachers. <laughs> like, honestly, it, it I, I could just go on and on and on and ramble and ramble and ramble, but I just, I want to make the point and let you understand that I didn't leave because I didn't like it. I love it. I still love it. I love it so much that the position I took now, I'm working with college students and training them to be tutors and sending them to elementary schools and working alongside teachers and working alongside STEM coaches and still helping out communities from the outside perspective and I still go on to the campuses and I don't just sit there and just watch and make my little notes. I get involved and I help my student workers tutor and if they're having an issue trying to get a point across I jump in and wear my teacher hat and I support and teach and I pick up the lesson or I help them understand so it's not a loss of passion it's not a loss of love for it i love education i will always love education i have put my heart and soul into education but i just i know what's on the other side of that door i know what's going on on the other side of that desk and i i couldn't and it it was so bad that I couldn't put my kid into school knowing that my kid would either just succumb to it and be like the other kids or would struggle because would, they would probably need help and they wouldn't be able to get it. So I never put my kid into public school. I homeschooled. So on top of me going and getting my degrees, on top of me having a newborn, I went back, got my master's degree in elementary education and I taught full time in the classroom and did an after school teaching as well through 21st century. So it's not, it's not a lack of passion. It's not a lack of desire. It's not a lack of effort. It's a, I left the environment. I left my place of work. I left admin, I left the district, I left the politics of it all. Please tune in another time. And I hope you guys understand me a little bit better. And I hope you understand what's going on in the classrooms a little bit better as well. Now, I'm not here to say that that's what the problem is with everybody and we should give some teachers an escape. No, because there is, there's, bad with everything and there's too far in drawn lines but that's what they're dealing with talk to you guys next time